Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Joining us on the line is Roger Lilly, energy analyst, to discuss some new developments regarding uh, what we need power-wise in this country urgently. Roger, very good afternoon to you. Great to have you on board once again. Good afternoon. Thank you for inviting me to your show again. No, great. Great to have you on board uh, once again, Roger. And uh, yes, we're looking at unpacking this uh, National Energy Regulator of South Africa has approved now three licenses needed for ESCOM's transmission company to operate independently from the embattled power utility. Okay, let's open up the discussion. What exactly does this mean for us? Well, uh, for you and I, it doesn't really mean uh, make a great deal of difference. Mm-hmm. Um, it's part of the, the, the dismantling of, of this uh, great big corporation called Eskom into separate operating entities. Right. Um, so the idea being that it's a, it's a sort of a quasi-privatization move. Um, so the licenses or the licensees will be permitted to transport electricity from a generating plant uh, to a load center. So, for example, from Kusili Power Station to a mine or a, or a, a, a manufacturing facility or whatever it may be. Okay. And so, so this – sorry, carry on. So, no, I, I was just going to say, so uh, from the user's perspective, from you and I, it doesn't make a big difference. Where it makes a big difference is, uh, so a company like Vodacom recently announced uh, can now choose where the electricity comes from. Okay. Because uh, the uh, separated. Uh, now, this, this may become important where companies, especially international companies, have to be able to show that they are not using electricity which is generated uh, from fossil fuels. Um, and so they're able now to say, well, we don't own the the, the solar plant. Uh, you know, someone else owns mm-hmm. it. But because of these new arrangement with with the uh, with the grid, we're able to certify that the electricity in, does indeed come from uh, a, a power plant that operates from wind or, or solar or hydro or whatever the case might be. Um, as long as it's not, uh, you know, it, because we're going to see more and more of this. Um, where international companies, because of their commitments to the, the, the environment, are going to be saying, we don't want to do business with entities which are using electricity generated from coal. Right. Okay, so if I have really what Sorry, Roger, we seem to be having a, a line that seems to be breaking up. I do apologize if I appear as if I'm uh, interrupting you. But uh, from what I understand from your description, so this is about establishing independent power sources to then channel power into the grid uh, for, for use. Am, am I right? And uh, in doing so, it will, it will sustain power supply but won't make much difference to power costs. No, 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 no. You're right. Um, power costs don't come into the into the uh, equation at this point. Right. Um, uh-huh. What's really going to happen is is that uh, large uh, power generators or users will be able to channel the electricity they either generate or or buy f- between themselves um, without having to be, be forced to go into a national grid. Let me okay. put it to you this way. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, let's describe it like water for a moment. Let's assume that you have 
a, a very large dam of water and you have six cities that are fed by that big dam of water. So right. what happens is you have a great big pipe that's carrying this water to one city and then the next and then the next and so on. Right. If, there's, if anything goes wrong anywhere in that pipe, if there's pollution or there's a blockage or anything like that, all six of these towns are going to suffer. Right. If, however, you have separate pipelines, okay. then while one town may suffer, another town won't. Okay. Or another way is you might now have multiple dams right. with multiple pipelines running into these cities so that a city can say, oh, I don't want the, the water coming out of that dam because that, that dam is contaminated with something. So we're going to now start taking water from a different pipeline because that's fed from a different, from a different dam. So if you can understand that concept, that's exactly <laughs> okay. what's going to happen in the future with electricity. Okay. But in the meantime, uh, this new company uh, is not, it's receiving its operating trading and import and export licenses from the energy regulator, but then it still needs to, uh, it still needs some kind of a clearance. Uh, from the, well, as the minister, I've, I've been reading here, the public enter- enterprises minister will now have to appoint a board of directors and ensure ESCOM's lenders or bondholders are in agreement with the separation. So how yeah. long is, so yeah. what are we looking at there in terms of red tape and bureaucracy and implementation? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it, it, it's just, it's just important to understand you've got this enormous organization which has grown exponentially over the last hundred years. Right. Uh, which we call ESCOM. It, 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 uh, it consists of a number of departments, um, and the three principal ones are the generation, the distribution, and the transmission of electricity. Right. Um, we, this thing is, is, is become so big that, that, that the argument was uh, Eskom is too big to fail. Actually, Eskom failed already. Um, and so the only way you can manage this now is to break it into smaller, more manageable yeah. entities. Right. Uh, and that's exactly what we're doing. They okay. started with transmission, and I think that was wise because part of the problem with transmission is that you've got renewable energy producing companies, IPPs as we call them, um, who are stymied at the moment because Eskimo are saying, well, sorry, we can't, we, our network doesn't, uh, hasn't got the capacity to allow you to connect and supply clean energy. Mm. So we sit with load shedding on the one hand, and on the other hand, the companies that are saying, but we can generate the electricity you need. And Eskimo is saying, yeah, but we can't connect your electricity into the grid because our system doesn't, isn't ready. So, so this is the problem. And, oh, and that's boy. why it needs to be managed yeah. separately and independently. Right. Um, now, ideally, and I hope in the future, these licenses will be in, be privately owned. Okay. Um, like, like telecom is partially privately owned. Um, and I'm hoping that these transmission companies will be at least private, uh, partially privately owned. Um, because the moment we've seen this, the moment sector gets in, things just happen. Sure. Um, we've seen it with the telecommunication, telecommunications mm-hmm. environment, mm-hmm. perhaps is the best illustration. Right. Roger, sorry, we're going to have to leave it there, but thanks so much for coming along and shedding some light as to exactly how this will work. And the bottom line is we just hope there's going to be some uh, private participation taking part just to ensure some competence and uh, professionalism going into these uh, well, three licenses which are now going to be operating independently from the embattled power utility. Roger Lilly, energy analyst, joining us on the line this afternoon.